This is Alex. And this is Mason. And this is The Overcompetitive Bystanders. And this is our show where we share our strong opinions about things we don't know anything about. One of us favors college, one of us favors NFL. Let's see how this goes. All right, so with the bowl games, we're just going to recap the ones that have already passed, and then we'll talk a little bit about the future ones. Okay. There's not that many future ones. Right. Um, but just going in order, uh, I'm only going to talk about the ones that were interesting because there's like 42 bowl games or whatever. Um, yeah, and, and not all of them were interesting. Yeah, most of them weren't. Right. So the first one, just because it's interesting to us, was the USU-Kent State. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest takeaway from it was how USU has sucked against dual threat quarterbacks oh, this yeah. year. Oh, it, yeah. It's been insane. And it's really, I think it is missing Woodward is the biggest thing. Yeah, that was huge. Because you look at the games where we just got absolutely manhandled, with the exception of Boise, um, it was dual threat guys. It was Air Force and BYU with their dual threat guy. And then mm-hmm. once we were already out of the game, their dual threat guy went out and it didn't matter at that point. Right. But, yeah. the And I really, like feel like Utah State was better than Kent State. It was just couldn't stop their quarterback. He was just running all over us. Yeah, their quarterback had an amazing game. Yeah. Like he was – is he – was did he go into the NFL draft? Like is there any chance of him oh, getting drafted? I, I haven't heard anything about him being a draft guy. Okay. I didn't think so. Like, but – I was going to say, no. if he was, that tape definitely helped him. That's a good one. Yeah. No, I, don't, I haven't heard anything about but, that. Yeah, I don't think but so. I, it did feel like the moment that Utah State-Kent State got announced, and it was like, Kent State has never won a bowl game. It's yeah. like, well, that's it. That's the decider. Yeah, I'm pretty that, sure I said that on here. That story has already started. Yeah, that's that's already there. Yeah. So that sucked. Um, but then the next game was the Vegas Bowl with Boise getting straight up worked by Washington. Yeah, they got smashed. Oof, but oof, that was that was not good. No, it wasn't. Um, I mean, I was expecting it to be like I I wouldn't have been surprised for Washington to win. I was expecting it to go either way, uh-huh. but I was not thinking it was just going to be because it was like thirty-eight to seven. I think is what it was. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Oh man, it was it was ugly. Yeah, that was uh, not a close game. So I guess that was just a case of like the master meeting the apprentice and the apprentice just not even being near as good as the master. But yeah, it's like Chris Peterson was like, I created you. I know everything about you. Here's how I destroy you. (laughs) Right. Like people are going to look back at this tape in the years to come and be like, well, that's how you beat Boise right there. Well, and I think, I think Washington also kind of was like, this is Chris Peterson's last game we want to play for Chris Peterson and Boise yeah. state was like, we could have been in one of the new York, new year's six. Oh my God. I still can't say that. The, the New York six. Yeah. The New York six bowls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. I just think Washington was there to play and maybe Boise was just sleeping a little bit. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. It's definitely the case. Um, then the next one is App State. Look has looked good. I've been really impressed with App State all year. They dropped a couple games that I don't think they should have. Right. Um, 
And if they hadn't have, they could have gone to a New Year's Six game, which hey. would have been really cool. But no, they looked really good against UAB. I like UAB. UAB is a good team, but App State looked really good, pulled that off. Um, San Diego State crushed Central Michigan into a fine paste. Yep. Um, that was pretty good. Um, yeah. It was the whole situation where I, I knew that San Diego State was better but like we said with the Boise State game, motivation a lot of times is a question. Right. Uh, San Diego State has been to a lot better bowls in recent times, and the New Mexico Bowl isn't great. No. So, you know, how motivated are they going to be? And no, San Diego State was was fine. They they showed up, they worked, and they did great. Yeah. I was real happy with that. Um, then FAU and SMU. I really thought that was going to be a close game, but I was not surprised that it was so high scoring. Right, yeah. FAU put up 52, SMU put up 28. Yeah. Which, yeah, makes sense. Telling me that there was 80 combined points in that game is about what I would expect. I just didn't expect it to be one-sided. I actually thought SMU was the better team. Yeah. But it was a situation where, like, yeah, I could go either way i wouldn't be shocked and lane kiffin didn't coach that game right no uh-uh crazy nope um so i think that's probably somewhat similar to like the uh Washington. utah state game last oh, year okay. over in texas where it's like the coach is gone maybe the players are a little more relaxed because they can't be punished for anything <laughs> right uh, and then maybe there's a bit of like we want to prove that we're better. We're, it's not just him. We right. we want to be the ones that that you know gets the fame or whatever. Yeah, motivation matters. Yeah. So, um, and then the next one was the BYU Hawaii game. That was a good <laughs> game. That was, was a fun one. It was a really good game, and of course, because BYU's in it and they lost, there's some controversy to the fact that they lost. Yeah. Which so the big controversy. Well, there's two that I think are pretty – that I heard a lot. But one of them was the field goal. Yeah. Which I didn't see a good view of it. It kind of looked like it went in, but I can guarantee my view of it wasn't as good as the ref that was standing under the post. Right. And that referee has zero qualms against BYU. Let's be clear. Like, yeah. he, like I much more – trust the referee's view from underneath the goalpost than a BYU fan either from the stands or from the TV where there wasn't a good view. Yeah, there wasn't a great view of it. Um, So that one, I'm like, yeah, there's, yeah, you could argue it, but there wasn't a great view. No. So that's it. Um, Then the other one was the touchdown that turned into a fumble where uh, BYU's quarterback tried to hurdle or tried to jump over somebody at the goal line and met a brick wall. Yeah, and just got <laughs> spun, fumbled it. I watched that highlight it. like on repeat like fifteen times. Like that, that was, was a, just amazing. That was a lot. You just see him jump and just all of a sudden, boom, and he goes flying. Like yeah, it's amazing. It's a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. And so the question is, did he cross the goal line before fumbling? Um, the initial call was a fumble and I 
I agree with the idea that the call stands. Yeah. I don't think – I never saw an angle where I said for sure the ball is across the plane. And that's how replay should work. Yeah. If you can't say for certain that they did score, then you call the field call the call on this field. But I feel like sometimes they go away from that. Yeah. Yep, I agree. And so it was it was pretty like I think there is a good argument, but there isn't that firm angle of saying there it is across. And right. there it's good. Um and so my favorite thing was seeing like there was some BYU fan that put on Twitter that uh, ESPN was learning from their mistake at the BYU game, and now there's goal line cameras at all of the bowl games. <laughs> and I was like, well, one, nope, they didn't learn from that because there's nothing to learn. Um, and two, the games that had goal line cameras – already had those goal line cameras. <laughs> yeah, they didn't go out and buy those. It's been a week since the BYU game. It's not like they were like, oh no, we got to get this all figured out because of BYU. No, nothing changed. If anything is going to change, it'll change in the coming months for next year's bowl season and for next year's football season. They don't just make changes the next day because of BYU. You trust the NCAA way too much to fix problems. <laughs> Oh, if I'm you not think they will fix no, it. no, 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 this fan. Oh. If you think they're fixing that within days, yeah, ES, even ESPN fixing that within days, there's no way. There's no way they fixed that and had that ready to go. Nope, that didn't happen. So, no one cares was... about BYU that much. I'm sorry. Sorry, no one that matters. Yeah, no one that matters is doing anything. No, no. Um, so at the end of the game. Um, there's like two minutes left. Hawaii had the ball. They were down by three. Um, and I was sitting there and I was watching with my family and I said, Hawaii's going to score with like a minute and a half left and give BYU a shot to win it. And BYU probably won't pull it off. Uh-huh. And then like two plays later, Hawaii throws a, like a 50 yard bomb for a yeah. touchdown Amazing, scores bro. with like a minute 20 left gives BYU a solid shot to drive and BYU doesn't do it. So I, and that wasn't because of BYU. That was because of how Hawaii games have gone for the past two years. That's yeah. just how they all end. Yeah. That, that's yeah. That's You're just not Hawaii. some all seeing eye. You've just seen this before. I've seen Hawaii do it to Oregon state and Arizona and basically anybody that goes to Hawaii Yep. It's a shootout. Hawaii scores with too much time left on the clock, and then that's it. And the other team just quite can't get there. Yeah, I didn't call the interception because BYU threw a pick at the end. Right. But uh, yeah, it was it was pretty ugly. Yeah, um, and to, to all of you BYU fans disrespecting Hawaii as an opponent before pre like before the bowl, like yeah, maybe next time just. Take a second and remember, you're not that good. Yep. You're just. I mean, not, they went. I mean, BYU did go two and two. Yeah, two and two against the Mountain West this year. <laughs> so not necessarily this incredible. You know, not they're not too good for the Mountain West. They no. beat. They did beat the conference champ, but they also lost to the conference runner-up, and then they lost. That's funny. So they lost to, to both two teams from the worst division, from the West, 
and they beat two teams from the better division. Interesting. And not even like the two bad teams. Like that's interesting. That's just BYU in general. It's true. There was there was a there was a tweet this week that was like if BYU had played LSU, they would pro- they probably would have made it closer than Utah did. But then the next week they would have lost to New Mexico State. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They would have like played it within a score and then just been murdered after that. Yeah. <laughs> um so on to the next game. Uh Louisiana Tech beat Miami 14 to 0. Yeah. And that's a pretty good description of Miami's year this year. Yeah. That's that's pretty accurate. I mean, I just don't I don't get what's going on with Miami. I don't know if anything's going to get fixed, but we'll see. Uh there's a lot of like anti-Miami stuff going on right now, so they'll, they'll probably make some changes, I'm guessing, with how much like, so. backlash they're getting after that bowl game. Yeah. Which, is, then, which uh, by the way, is why I, I think it's silly to say that bowl games don't matter because that, that bowl game is likely going to make get someone fired. That's true. I, I mean, it will probably get somebody fired, but at the same time, like... I think this season in general is getting people fired. And Miami had fired people before the bowl game too. Right. And but so I, it's easy to blame. Like that's the thing. It's easy to look at the people that were fired before the bowl game and be like, Oh, they put a bad system in place and we just had like makeshift coaching for this game. So don't blame anybody who's working right now. Blame the people who are already fired. I mean, they can say that, but like, I'm not going to be like, oh, okay, that's what happened? You guys just aren't in trouble and need a huge reform in your complete system because obviously what you're doing isn't working? Nope. Okay, sure. I just, whatever you did, fixed it. There's no reason to doubt that. Yep. That's the thing is they'll just have to have answers. They'll have to have answers to how it gets fixed. Exactly. Like, don't tell me it's fixed. Show me it's fixed. Yep. Um, I'm not optimistic about your chances next year, Miami. No. Oh, no. Miami's going to have a dark future for the next little bit until they can figure something out. Yeah. Um, so then the next one is uh, Texas A&M playing Oklahoma State, which was yeah. a really good game. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oklahoma State started by going up 14-0. Uh, Texas A&M then scored 24 unanswered points. Oklahoma State scored a touchdown with a minute left, and then they couldn't get the onside kick, and that was it. Yeah. That was the end of it. So it was a pretty good game. It was really interesting. Um, Really enjoyed watching it. Um, But it was one of those where it was weird because, like, Kellen Mond, the Texas A&M quarterback, Uh had 95 yards passing. Yeah, yeah. I looked at the stats. The stats looked really weird. Yeah. And, but he had, he was like 13 of 19. He had a touchdown, but he also rushed for 117 yards. Yeah. So that was pretty good. But that's the thing. So Kellen Mond is like a good runner. Uh-huh. We just haven't seen that this year from Kellen Mond. Yeah, no, that's been uh, missing. And I don't know if it's just that other teams, like SEC teams especially, were able to key on that and uh-huh. were able to be like, we're, like, We'll let Mond beat us with his arm. We're not going to let him beat us on the ground. Right. And they were good enough to do that, but Oklahoma State's defense maybe wasn't good enough to do that. Sure. I don't know. 
Um, it would make sense to me because yeah. there's that stereotype that SEC defenses are great and that uh, Big 12 defenses suck, which I don't know if that's necessarily true because Texas A&M only put up 24 points. It's not like they went for 40. Right. <laughs> um, but maybe their rushing defense isn't that great, and mm. rushing teams generally don't score as much. I don't know. It yeah, works. Maybe. Sure. Whatever you say. Uh, yeah, so that looks good for Texas A&M. Um, I'm excited to hear all of the hype that's going to be around Texas A&M next year that is going to be completely out of place. Right. Um, because they are going to probably be – well, they'll be in the top ten, but they'll probably be like in the top five when they play Bama next year because – and we'll get more into this in – like in the future, but Texas A&M doesn't really play. A, they don't play a good non-conference schedule, uh-huh. so they should win all of those. And then they will. Bama is their second to last game. Oh, okay. And then their last game is LSU. Oh wow. Um, and so they have a really good shot at just being either undefeated or one loss to. Uh, Auburn, mm-hmm. and that's it. Okay. Because they have Abilene Christian, North Texas, Colorado. Those are all at home. Then they play Arkansas in Arlington. Mm. Then they go to Mississippi for Mississippi State. Then at home against Fresno State, which is not going to be that good next year. Right. Then at Auburn, at South Carolina, by week home against Mississippi, home against Vanderbilt, mm. and then at Bama, home against LSU. Okay. So I will. F- I think that Auburn loss is forgivable, but if they're not, they're going to be ten. They're going to be a ten and zero SEC team when they go to Bama. That's probably top five. And then I don't think they're good enough to beat Bama and LSU. So they'll probably no. lose both of those, and no. it'll be this huge disappointment. But they will be so incredibly hyped right okay um so that's the beating oklahoma state to end the season is a good way to start that hype yeah um it's like texas last year probably texas this year um winning a good game at the end can get that hype train moving um all right so for the next one iowa murdered usc yeah, it was it was just pretty bad. Absolutely embarrassing. Yeah, my I boss mean, went to that game. Oh, really? Yeah, his wife surprised him for Christmas that's cool. with tickets. I mean, and... that'd be a cool game to go to. Yeah, he's, that's what he said. I'm he was like shocked that it was that ugly. Yeah, he said it was really cool. It was really fun. It was, we liked going down there. It was just bad that we got dumpstered. Yeah, yeah. ugly, ugly, ugly. Uh, yeah, because I mean, I do think Iowa's the better team, so I kind of expected Iowa to win, but not to double them up or anything. That was yeah. ugly. Yeah. No. Um, then Air Force, the Air Force Wazoo game was pretty good. I expected to be higher scoring. Yeah. But Air Force winning by ten is pretty expected. Okay. Um, so that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then for the two semifinal games, Oof. there's not much to say about LSU. Just murdering Oklahoma. It was 
I mean that that's just all it was was it was just an old fashioned beatdown. Yeah, it was, uh, like. <laughs> so I hate that this happened because now all of these like fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth play seed teams are like, well, we could have done better than Oklahoma. Yeah, and it's like maybe, but like this is how it works. Yeah, this is it. This is that's all that's left. Like Bama was trending during this game. Right. That's how bad Oklahoma was getting beat. Was that Bama was trending? But none of these other teams, none of them, I think, could have competed with LSU. So like, no, I don't who think cares. Yeah, like, I don't think Bama would have beat them. I don't think well because uh, they already Georgia lost to them because we've seen it. We've yeah. seen those games already, and we know that LSU can beat them. So right. why why watch that game again? Yeah. So right. I like that. I like the idea that if it, if first place and fourth place are teams that have already played, and first place be fourth place, put fifth place in there. Give us a game we haven't seen. Yeah. I know that rematches have a have a fun story, mm-hmm. but it just it who cares? Like show us something we haven't seen. Make it so there's a story. Make crossover an actual thing. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's about all there is to say about the LSU-Oklahoma game. Um, the Clemson-Ohio State game was good. Yeah. That, that was an exciting one. Somebody pointed out it's probably the third time that we've had a good semifinal game. <laughs> right. Most of them have been kind of blowouts or at least, you know, two touchdown wins, not really yeah. close endings. Um, but this was a really, really good one. Yeah, it's unfortunate that there's just so much controversy with this game, though. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to talk about, is all this stupid controversy. Like, if it was that score without that, that would have been an amazing game. But because it was close, and because Ohio State has a reason to complain about the officiating, like, it just makes it unfortunate. I hate when games end like that. Yep. Um, It's really funny to hear Ohio State's Ohio State talk about how like SEC refs wanted Clemson in the championship, right? Like because all of a sudden Ohio State is like a bigger threat than Clemson. Yeah, and also because like there was something with ESPN because ESPN owns SEC Network and ACC Network that they want those two in there. Oh, okay. And then my favorite thing was somebody responded like. You know, like most of the sports people at ESPN, like the most common school that they went to was Ohio State. Right. And then Ohio State gets way more viewers than Clemson does for any given game. Right. So this conspiracy that ESPN wants, Clemson, because of the ACC, would be the idea that they want less viewers and they want most of them are want their own school to lose. Like right. what a stupid argument. Yeah, it's pretty like, dumb. I, I definitely agree that there were some not great calls, but that happens in every game. Right, like it's clear to me there's no conspiracy here, but there 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 are a couple calls here that I think went the wrong way and that's unfortunate. Yeah. When that's... when one was a clear fumble recovery for oh, six points. Oh, the catch fumble. Uh, yeah. that was returned yeah like i don't understand how that's a catch on the field and you overturn it that's yeah i i understand if that one's a stands but yeah. to overturn it is weird 
Yeah, to tell me that, yeah, that you're 100% sure that you can see 100% that that's not a catch. It's like, how? He took four steps, he's turning downfield, and then he drops the ball. Yep. Yep. I, I just don't know what they saw there. And the, the targeting, like, when I first saw the targeting, I was like, oh, yeah, that's targeting. That's clear targeting. But then I, I actually like, still agree with the targeting. I watched it again, and I was like, I can see the argument. I I think it's close, but I do think in the end that I'd probably call it targeting. But like, if I'm not sure, I'm not supposed to call it targeting. So yeah, and that is the I rule. Now, is it has to be confirmed. It cannot stand. Yeah, the targeting one isn't one I'm going to complain about because I can see it going either way. Uh, it just depends on what you're looking at. But um, that catch fumble overturn was was garbage yeah that was bad and that's a seven point difference in a very close game in a in a six point game yeah like you can't you can't say oh but if they would have gotten that ohio state would have won it's like but it's like they would have been in a much better position to win that game oh yeah for sure yeah so like i I don't know i don't know i i just hate that it happened on such a big game but it's gonna happen some team is gonna get screwed every year unfortunately Apparently, yeah. because it seems to happen every year that something happens. Some controversy is there. Yeah, yeah. it's just part of it. It sucks, but it's just part of it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I'm excited for the final. I think yeah, it's the final a should really be a really good matchup. Yeah, I think either whichever team would have won in that Clemson Ohio State game would have made this a good game. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing is that's what I loved about this one was this is why the playoff is necessary. Yeah. Maybe team number four wasn't that great. Yeah. But team number three was. And that's why we need to have it, because team number three needed to have a shot. Yeah. And so And and some years there is gonna be a fourth, and unfortunately some years there's gonna be maybe a fifth and a sixth. Yeah. But at least every year there seems to be at least three contenders. I mean, exactly. Clemson might be the favorite, but that third team is usually competitive. Yep. Not every exactly. year. But. And so I'm excited for, for that final. Um, then just the last couple games to recap was Penn State-Memphis was a was a fun, high-scoring game. Yeah. Um, it was more of a blowout than I – well, I mean, it was two touchdowns, but um, it was good. It was a good, good ending. I thought that uh, score was pretty. I thought that's what I thought it was going to end like, Penn State by two scores. Yeah, um, and then Texas murdered, murdered, murdered Utah. Yeah, it wasn't even close. Wasn't like at no point did did Utah look like they were hanging around in this one. My favorite, I think, my favorite tweet was: All Utah has to do is score a touchdown, kicking onside kick. Score a touchdown, kick an onside kick, score a touchdown, kick an onside kick, and score a touchdown, and they win this game. And they're done. And that's, that's it. all. Yep. That's it. Reminds me, my oh, brother man. used to do that when we we were younger. His team would be down by like seventeen points. All they need to do is score twice and kick a field goal and get a couple onside kicks, and we win. It's like, it's like yeah. And there's only two right. minutes left. So right. yeah, that's sure. it. But have you ever seen that happen in your entire life? No. Yep. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Actually, the Eagles did do that against the Giants. They had like a 20-point comeback or something. It was an amazing game. Oh, the Miracle in the Meadowlands? That's the one. 
Yeah, I mean that's a good one, yeah. and but a lot of those things were just bad coaching and things that people don't do anymore. Yeah. Like one of the reasons that the Eagles came back in that game was because it no they didn't kneel the ball; they would still run it. Right. And so on one of the last plays, they fumbled it, and the Eagles ran it back for a touchdown to win. Yeah. Where today you just kneel it and it's over. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I I get it. But it's no, it it doesn't happen. No, especially uh, when you need twenty eight points. <laughs> yeah, especially when you need twenty eight points and with like, you know seven minutes left in the game. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was. It's really embarrassing for Utah right now because I I do think motivation was a big problem. Yeah. Um, and I think Texas also had the motivation of trying to prove it, trying to say like, look, we belong. Right. Um. But Utah was just like, well, like they kept saying it on the broadcast. They kept saying there's hangover from the Pac-12 game. There's hangover from, you know, not getting what this wasn't the year they wanted. Yeah. And so like you're just not motivated, which I do think is partly true. I also think Texas is really talented. So it's not like a situation where Utah would have lost to Kent State. Right. It's a motivation. It's or Hawaii, by the way. Yeah, yeah, Hawaii. Um, like Utah lost to Texas because Texas is a very talented team. Texas is eagle easily the best eight win team. Well, I I don't know. I I think Texas A and M, and I think uh, I think Texas is better than A and M. I think Washington has a good argument for that as well. I I. I I'll, I'll take the the Washington argument into into consideration, but I still think Texas is better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think Texas is talented. I think Texas is up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just think Utah would have made it more competitive had they been more properly motivated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's all we'll say on that one. And then uh, Florida State lost to Arizona State. Um, my favorite joke that I saw on Twitter for this one was somebody just tweeted, um, the Nirvana album cover oh, yeah. of come as you are. And they're like, yeah, this is apparently, uh, how Florida state decided to come to this bowl game. They're just not going to, not going to care. Not going to do anything. Yeah. So pretty disappointing Florida state. I mean, the ACC in general is really really looking bad yeah and they, they're just lucky they have clems in there that looks incredible and yeah. is incredible because everywhere else the acc is looking like trash yeah because if they didn't have clems in they'd be being called like a g5 conference yeah well i mean statistically if you take clemson out of the acc uh-huh. the aac the american is right. better on average, and then the Mountain West is close. Wow. Okay. Um, and so it really is a situation where, with Clemson, they're looking really good. Without Clemson, they are in a bad spot. Really, really bad spot. And so, and it, it, the big part of it is that Miami and Florida State aren't doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's similar with the Pac-12 with USC not performing, and where Washington didn't have a great year. It really makes the conference look not as good. And Oregon um, kind of. And Oregon missed, lost two games. One of them that they had no place losing. 
Right. And the other was the first game of the year, neutral side against Auburn. Like, right. what are you going to do? Where where there was injuries and yeah, and so the the and it's I mean Big Twelve Big Twelve needs Texas to step up and start performing. Right. Otherwise, those three conferences are just not going to be as respected. Their conference champions aren't aren't going to be as as high up. Mm-hmm. Had the ACC looked good this year, Clemson probably would have been above Ohio State. Yeah, for sure. Um. But they didn't. I mean, they still won, and it still worked out. But they could have even potentially been above LSU, depending on what was going on. I mean, potentially. So, yeah, I, I think LSU's probably still solidly won. But yeah. who knows? Depending if we're throwing out that the whole A's or the whole ACC is strong, maybe they can. You're they right. Can if the whole entire ACC is strong and Clemson still goes undefeated, they're probably number one. Yeah, exactly. But that's not really going to happen. But all right, so for the games to preview, uh, one of the games is already going on because, spoiler alert, it's Wednesday, um, even though this comes out on Thursday. So the first one is Not really a spoiler alert, by the way. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Auburn and Minnesota. And so I... Luckily, right now it's still zero zero. I think Auburn probably wins this game pretty solidly. Um, oh, and then Bama really? Michigan just kicked off. All right, um, but uh, Auburn Minnesota is. I think Auburn's just a better team. I think Minnesota's good. Um, I just really don't think Minnesota's great, and I think Auburn is just continually that borderline great SEC team. Well, every other year they are. Odd year Auburn is incredible for some strange reason. Even year Auburn always disappoints. Well, yeah. it's still technically an no. odd year Auburn. Mm. So nope, it's even year Auburn. They're gonna get blown out by Minnesota. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Maybe the magic just it just switches at midnight. Just at midnight, they're like, oh, we couldn't have played on New Year's Eve. Come on. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think Auburn still handles this one pretty solidly. Probably. Um, and then the Michigan-Bama game. I don't know if I've told you about this. My hot take is that Michigan's going to win. Yeah, you said this last week. And, yeah. and everybody's going to overreact to Michigan winning, and then all of a sudden they're going to be undefeated going into the Ohio State game, and then they're going to get blown out by Ohio State. It's not going to look that great. Yeah, so it's going to be really similar to, like, Texas A&M. Yeah. Uh, and probably Texas next year, too, because it always happens with Texas. Right. But, yeah, like... Bama has so many players that are sitting. They just had. They don't care. This isn't an important game for them. Would you say Michigan that motivation really matters? Care. What would you say that motivation matters? I'd say motivation matters. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and so I think Michigan mm. strangely pulls off the upset here. Okay. Um. Then the next one is Oregon, Wisconsin. I think Oregon's going to handle it. Um, yeah. I think Wisconsin's great. Uh, I know Wisconsin's favored by three, but I think Oregon wins it. It's not, I mean, I guess handling it maybe wasn't the best way of saying it. Oregon, I think Oregon wins. I don't think it's like a blowout. I don't think it's like a solid win. Right. I think it's like a touchdown or less, you know, okay. something like that. A close game. Yeah, close game. Oregon pulls off. Um, and then Georgia, Baylor, I am shocked that the line for this game is four and a half points. Oh, Georgia it's four should now. crush them. 
What? The, f- the line is now four. It looks like. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, because ESPN showed me four and a half. But oh, I'm yeah. ESPN is showing me four now. Weird. Maybe um, I just need to update my page. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just, Either oh, yeah, way, it's four. way too low. That's way too low. Yeah. Baylor is nowhere near that good. No, if I was financially capable of betting just like a load of money, I would have yeah. bet on this game. Um, and then I would have bet the Florida Virginia game. Yeah, no, That's the the, I, the 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 Notre Dame Iowa State game. Oh yeah, yeah Notre Dame good. only being favored by three points. Yeah. Is insane. And then they end up by twenty four. Yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, that's yeah. They, there was no way Notre Dame was only beating them by three, and I think that's why they ended up beating them by twenty four. Yeah, and they're like, really? You guys think we're only three point favorites? Come on. Yeah, that's got to be yeah, on their bulletin board. I agree. All right, and then for the next, there's not many bowl games left. Uh, yeah. uh, Indiana needs to beat Tennessee. Uh, we need to have nine win Indiana this year. Um, okay. No one cares about the Potato Bowl. Nope. Armed Forces Bowl isn't that great. And the year. Blending Tree Bowl isn't that great. So that just leaves the championship game with a undefeated LSU with an undefeated Clemson. Uh, L- LSU right now is favored by five and a half. I think LSU wins it. I think it'll be a really, really good game. Um, but what's even crazier is I think with the win, LSU has the argument to be the greatest college football team of all time. Of all time. Of all you're, time. You ready to say that? They'll be the first SEC team to ever go 15-0. and 0. Okay. Um, depending on how the final rankings land, they could have wins over six of the other nine top ten teams. Wow, that is impressive. Um, and to be undefeated and to blow so many of these teams out. Like, these aren't just squeaking out wins. They are crushing top 10 teams. Well, and Oklahoma's offense is probably the best in the nation, and they held them to 28 points. Yep. And then put up 63? 63, yep. That's disgusting. Yep. So, I mean, obviously... Like how they play Clemson is going to be a a big point of discussion here, but they really could. They'd have a good argument, and if Texas jumps back into the top twenty-five, that's another ranked team that they'll have a win over. If they do to Clemson, to what Clemson did to Alabama last year in the national championship, I'll take that argument into consideration. Okay, I agree with that. Um, but I'm not ready to say of all time. Yeah. I think they're really yeah. good, but there's also been some other really good college teams over the years. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. So, but what would be necessary is they would need Auburn and Bama to win handily today um, and Georgia to win handily. That right. way, potentially, they could both jump into the top 10 or you know, at least be borderline top 10. But yeah, it's they have an argument if everything lands right. It's the question is will it land right? Um, but yeah, and then I just had a little thing that I wanted to bring up because I saw it and I thought it was. I, I think it's a weird idea. I don't know how I feel. Jerry Judy just scored an eighty-five yard touchdown for Alabama. 
Oh, wow. Yep, so that's uh, – Judy's playing. Judy's so. still playing. Judy's, he's, he's Judy's still trying there. to get himself into the top ten right now. Yeah. Judy's like, I know half my team's not playing, but I'm here to ball. Yep, he's so. he's there to show. Um, then uh, – so the idea that I wanted to bring up was – because there's always this idea that like with college football – the good teams just get richer every year. Sure. They recruit well, they get the money. Like there's no balance like there is in pro sports which you get from the draft. Mm-hmm. But you can't you can't have a draft for college sports. Yeah, I know it wouldn't work. Like that's just not fair. Well, I mean, so, it, technically it would be fair, but it like it would be, it wouldn't be fair to the players. Yeah, it's not fair to the players. Yeah. Like it's not like fair like Oh, you were the hundred hundredth best player in the league. You're going to Kent State. Yeah, exactly. Like your oh, best win best... of the year is going to be Utah State. Yeah, like <laughs> you're the best player in the country. Have fun at UConn yeah. or have fun at San Jose State. Like, right. Well, even just... even if they did like a reverse where like. Alabama picks first or whoever wins the national championship first and you go inverse, it's still not fair. Yeah, exactly. Like this is somebody's school that we're talking about. Like they need, that should be their choice. Yeah. Um, especially if they're not getting paid. Yeah. Um, but the idea that I kind of like this is staggered scholarship amounts. So basically the idea of if you had one or two wins or like if you were, Two wins or less throughout the year, you get 40 scholarships. Normally, you get 25. If you get, and then it just goes up to where if you won the national championship, you get 15 scholarships. So you and get less if you win more? You get less if you win more because then it balances it out because then you can't take all of the best players. And the best players start getting spread out more. I, I, so it's still the player's choice. You can still offer a player that same player that would have been on scholarship. You can say you can come here, but without a scholarship, and the player can still go and be fine. Yeah, but most players can't afford to go to school without a scholarship. Exactly, and so and that's where it starts getting spread out. Which so I mean, guys... it means a lot less if we can start paying the players. Because then, at least, if like you go to let let's say LSU is like, sorry, you're you're 16th on our list, so we're not going to give you a scholarship, but we really, really want you to play here. Here's one of our boosters. Yeah, exactly. He might be able to help you out if you perform or something yep. to that effect. Well, and exactly. If if the players start getting paid pretty directly, then or over the table, better said. Yeah. Then this doesn't matter because the players will just go like scholarships are insignificant anyway. Right. Um, but it could work more with like mountain West schools or smaller schools where the boosters aren't doing, can't do quite as much. And so instead of funding scholarships and stuff, they are now turning around and saying, well, here's this and here's that. Um, well, I mean, yeah. are any of those teams going to be able to give out less scholarships? Because I don't like that. I don't like any team like in the Mountain West getting less. I mean, potentially, if a Mountain West team was to win a New Year's Six game or something, yeah, they they'd get a balance 
situation. Mm-hmm. The same thing that would have happened if like Utah won a New Year's Six game. I'm not a huge fan of punishments being that drastic for winning. See, but I, I mean, yeah, it's more not to be viewed as a punishment for winning. It's more to be. But it is though. Like you win the well, national championship, that means next year you can give out less money, which means you're less likely to get recruits, which well, is a punishment. Do you really see like late draft picks in the NFL as a punishment? Like are are the Patriots but, punished because they have to pick thirtieth in the draft or whatever? I mean, yeah. So is isn't it kind of the same idea? But we're talking about like people's um schooling here is is, yeah, the, I agree. is the difference. So like if there's a player who wants to go to your school and you can pay and they're good enough to get paid, I don't think you, you should not be able to pay them scholarships that is okay. well pay them in general i actually think you should be we've talked about this before i think you should be able to pay athletes but yeah or you okay have to pay athletes. i mean i i see that i see what you mean so all right so that's all i have for today okay so uh you last week um kind of prepared more because you more than i was aware that we weren't going to be doing a podcast last week I, while I, like, realized that at some point, didn't really think about it until afterwards that I didn't preview week 17 at all. Um, So... So Now you get to review week 17. There's not that much that happened in week 17 other than the fact that the Eagles won. So that means... um, Well, the Eagles, I guess... Week 16, the Eagles beat the Cowboys, and then they beat the Giants week 17 to go to the playoffs. So that's a big difference. I th- um, Titan, so we'll talk about the Titans getting their spot later. Um, but there's there's not that much that happened this past few weeks other than seeding that really matters. Um, so, Well, and the Cowboys went for like, went crazy did pretty well, but it was all for nothing. Well, I mean, all they had to do was beat a severely limited Eagles team, and they couldn't. And they would have been in, yeah. Like, that's all they had to do is beat the Eagles, and they were in, and they couldn't. Um, so that says something. Yeah. Um, an Eagles team that uh, – we'll talk about the Eagles later too, so I don't want to get too much into that right now. But – um. So the the 49ers were able to beat the Rams and the Seahawks to secure the number one spot. Um, yep. The Packers, despite never, there was zero seconds where the Packers led the Lions this year, but they went 2-0 against the Lions because of oh last second game-winning field goals. Oh my gosh. Because of that, beating a Stafford-less Lions team at the last second, they secured the second spot. Um, the Saints got the third spot, and obviously the um, Eagles have the fourth spot. Um, and then the Rams were not able to beat the 49ers. Um, kept it really close, but um, weren't able to close the deal. 
Um, and so they were knocked out of the playoffs. So the Vikings and the Seahawks will be the fifth and sixth seeds. Um, okay. So that, and then on the AFC, Baltimore secured their first spot. Um, we all thought a hundred percent that the Patriots were going to beat the Dolphins and secure the second seed and the first week by. But Fitzmagic had something else to say. Exactly. Um, the Dolphins, which, sorry, Mom, that was my favorite Christmas present, was the the Dolphins beating the Patriots in the last game of the year to knock them out of um, the first week by. Because outside yeah. of the first week by, the Pats are 3-3. Three and three. Not yeah. very... Uh, I think uh, the the best quote I've heard was Cowherd was quoting someone I think, but he said, um, "You respect them, but you don't fear them. Like they're the Patriots, but they're not. They're a severely limited Patriots team. Um, so, um, yeah." Uh, so the Chiefs were able to secure the second seed, um, and then from there nothing really changed. Um, the Titans were able to; they they had to beat AJ McCarron from the Texans to go to the playoffs, and they were able to do it. So good for them. Um, but I'll talk about the the Texans in just a second, um, because let's just go straight into the playoffs because this is what I really want to talk about. Um, so the wild card round is this weekend, and first we have the Bills Texans game. Um, strangely, I can see the Bills winning this one. Um, if we look okay. at the season, the season the Texans the Texans have lost to the Saints, the Panthers, the Colts, the Ravens, and the Broncos. Yeah. All of these teams have at least above average teams, and most of them have what I consider to be great defenses. Uh-huh. Um, so as, as far as the bills, they have that going for them. Unfortunately, I think the Texans are probably going to win this one because they have the better quarterback and that's what seems to usually matter in these clutch single elimination games. Um, the line right now is at Houston minus three. I have it closer to like Houston minus 1.5. Okay. Um, if this were in Buffalo, they would uh, Buffalo would be favored, um, but I don't like their chances in Houston. If only the Bills could have beat the Patriots, um, they could have had home field advantage, uh, which, by the way, would have meant that the Patriots dropped to the wild card and would have been the fifth seed, which would have just been amazing. Oh, my God. But they didn't. Um, but... So the Texans probably win this one, but it's going to be really close. Um, uh, or at least I really hope it's really close. I hope the Bills can perform in the playoffs. Um, the next game is going to be Titans-Patriots. I'm taking the Titans to win this game. Really? Um, at this oh, point, I mean, if the, if the Dolphins can beat them. Uh, yeah, at this point, <laughs> I don't really think that's a hot take. Like, Or at least I shouldn't be. Um, I don't know. It's the Patriots in the playoffs. Like you right. just expect them to win. I should have that in my notes, but I, I, like, I really, like, I really think the only reason the Patriots are favored by five in this game is because they're the Patriots and it's the playoffs. Like, yeah, 
the, the Titans have demonstrated in the past few weeks that they're the better team. Uh-huh. Um, the fact that the Patriots couldn't beat the Dolphins to secure a first round by just, I think that alone um, should be enough. Um, that loss, by the way, I forgot to mention, led to my favorite tweet. Uh, it's from Kevin Clark, and he said, it's interesting to see the Patriots struggle this year against the generation of quarterbacks who will dominate them the next decade, like Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yep, I um, saw that one. Um, but that was great. Like I said before, the Pats are only three and three when they don't have a first round bye. But I think that has more to do with the fact that they don't secure the first round bye because it's one of their quote unquote down years. Um, but I would also argue that this is one of those quote unquote down years. Uh huh. Um. So, I don't know. I just, I, I just feel like their offense and defense seems to like drop a level every time I watch them. Like, or drop a level in my eyes, anyways. Um, I feel like teams have started to figure their defense out. Um, a couple weeks ago, we saw John Brown smoke the the secondary. Um, the a lot of the tweets I saw were saying that Stefan Gilmore got got torched, but. If you watch this season, Gilmore was going to dr- jump the first route that he saw every single time. It was McCordy's job to have the inside route, but McCordy j- jumped the route as well and went way too inside. And by the time he realized John Brown ran past him, so it was all on McCordy on that one. Um, but Devontae Parker in this last game did smoke Gilmore on their final drive which, by the way, was 13 plays driving down the field. That wasn't just some crazy fluke. It was like 13 effective plays down the field um, to win. Um, Don't be shocked if the Titans drop, like, I don't know, like 30-plus points in this game. Like Really? I tweeted this last week, but if you're still sleeping on A.J. Brown, you need to wake the hell up. Like, he is an amazing wide receiver. He's a beast. Um it's really unfortunate. The first time he'll really be on like a big stage being watched by a large crowd. He'll likely be marked matched up against Gilmore basically all game. Okay. But I think as a rookie to demand that much, that much respect, like that means something like that's pretty dang good. Um, and on the other side, Derek Henry has something like 1100 yards this season after contact. Um, which by the way would, just the 1,100 yards would rank 10th just by themselves, and he has that many after contact. Um, yeah, he's been killing it. So in case any of you missed it, um, with a 53-yard run to the for a touchdown towards the end of the game this week, um, Derrick Henry secured the rushing title over Nick Chubb. Um, and did I forget to mention that he missed a game this year? So oh, yeah. He set... He got the rushing title with 15 games in the season. Um, I have the Titans by three in this game, um, but I'm not going to be shocked if it goes way better for the Titans or way worse for the Titans than I'm thinking. But I think the Titans' defense is pretty dang good. Um, But there's always the chance that New England just does their thing and ruins like 90% of the country's day. Yeah. but I think if if it wasn't the Patriots and you, you were to like play this game a hundred times, I think the Titans do win this one more times than not. Um next up we have the Saints Vikings. Um Saints 
I mean, <laughs> I really, really, really don't have much to say about this game. Like, the Saints are favored by more than a touchdown for a reason. They're just clearly the better team. Like, they probably should have the second seed right now. But um, they're just going to they're gonna beat the Vikings. It's not going to be close. Um, next up, we have the Seahawks-Eagles game. Um, and I can finally talk about Carson Wentz um, because I have two amazing stats to share with you this year or this, this week. Um, first off, Carson Wentz is the first QB ever to have 4,000 passing yards and have no receiver with more than 500 yards. Wow. That's amazing. That's incredible. The second stat that kind of explains that first stat None of the running backs or wide receivers that finished week 17 for the Eagles were even in the NFL in week one. Wow. Like, like at all, like they're all either practice squad guys guys. or free agents. Um, That's crazy. Like Boston Scott won NFC player of the week this week. A month ago, I had no clue who Boston Scott was. I'm not even sure if he was off the practice squad yet. Um, Fortunately, their offensive rookie of the year candidate and leading rusher Miles Sanders should be back for this game. Um, and Jordan Howard might be back and Zach Ertz <laughs> might be back. Um, I'll say this. I do think the Eagles have a much bigger shot in this game than people are giving them credit for. Um, and the, listen, Mar- Marshawn Lynch is one of my all-time favorite players. Like <laughs> on and off the field, he's one of my favorite. Love I them. Love watching yeah. him truck people and like his stiff arm is legendary. And then his just his interviews when he takes them serious. Like if you haven't watched his interview with Pat McAfee, it's amazing. Like you kind of get to know Marshawn Lynch a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love him. But Miles Sanders as a rookie is better than Marshawn Lynch for like 98, 97 yards of the field. Um I'd really rather only rather have Marshawn Lynch on like the one yard line, which by the way, makes it that much crazier that the Seahawks still threw it on that first. Passed goal. on it. Yep. Um, I do think the, the outcome of this game, like probably would have predicted at the beginning of the season is all going to depend on how many players on the Eagles are healthy for this game. It sounds like we're going to, um, only have practice squad guys on the wide receivers, and if Ertz yeah. doesn't come back, I don't like their chances as much. Oh yeah, um, no. Goddard has been doing better, and he has been doing pretty good. But this is the Seahawks. Like, I don't know. Like, but on the, on the flip side, like the reason, honestly, I think Russell Wilson is probably my MVP for the season. Because despite the fact that I think Lamar Jackson is the better player, and if that's if that's how you want to give that award, fine. But if you want to call it the most valuable player, I think Russell Wilson has been the vo- most valuable player to his team than any other player in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, because without him, I, they really aren't winning many games. Um, and like without him, they are not in conversation of even beating the Eagles with Marshawn Lynch and Turbin. Like, yeah, I love those guys are great, but they're but not why you're winning that. Game. They're not. Yeah. They're not why they're winning. The Seahawks have the 27th ranked offensive line wow. by PFF 27th. 
Um, like without Russell Wilson, that's looking a lot worse. Um, I, I think I am taking the Seahawks here, but I'm not going to be shocked at all if the Eagles win this one. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm at too. I expect the Seahawks to pull it off, but if the Eagles are healthy, they can probably do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't have the Eagles beating the Packers or the 49ers or the Saints. Um, but, you know, I can I see them beating the Seahawks. Yeah. So, um, silly season has started in the NFL. Um, the Browns fired Freddie Kitchens. Good. Yeah, this was probably a good choice. <laughs> Needed was, to happen. He was he was over his head and just overall not a great coach. Um, and Baker desperately needs a good coach. Um, yeah. So now that Ron Rivera was went to Washington, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, I think the best available coach is probably McCarthy. Um, and to be clear, I realize Urban Meyer, Lincoln Riley, and even Jim Harbaugh have been considered as and available to NFL teams. I don't see them being available to the Browns. Yeah, that's just, um yeah. I think the only team that um any of those coaches would probably go to that actually need, probably needs a coach is the Dallas. Um hopefully by the time Dallas you, is being a jump. Yeah, I think by the time by the time you guys are listening to this, we have news on um, whether or not Jason Garrett has been fired, but the past two days they've met with management and nothing has happened. So who knows what's going to happen there, but um, I definitely do think that McCarthy is the best head coach available for the job. Um, okay. I've heard rumors about Eric. I am going to slaughter. I, I think it's B enemy, um, B enemy, um, the chief's offensive coordinator. Oh, I was going to say, I'm like, I don't know who that is. Yeah, yeah. So Andy Reid has a knack of getting his offensive coordinators hired as head coaches. Uh-huh. Um, but I also heard that the Panthers are interested in Eric. And if I'm him, I'm taking the Panthers job way before I'm taking the Browns job. Um, oh, yeah. Panthers definitely a better job. So I think the best the most important thing for the Browns to do next for need to look for in a coach for next year is to give Baker a coach that can like handle him. And I think McCarthy has shown that how he dealt with Aaron Rodgers, he can handle Baker Mayfield. Like he can handle a diva who, um, kind of needs attention. Um, and I, 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 McCarthy has shown he can win in the NFL. Um, so he's probably the best that the Browns can get at this point, especially since they seem to be firing their coach every year. Um, but we'll see the Browns did also fire John Dorsey, their GM. Um, this is also probably the right move. Um, at this point, Browns fans should just stage a coup and try and get rid of the owners as well. And just completely clear house and just start over as an organization. Um, but getting rid of the GM and the coach is a pretty good start. Um, hopefully the coach they pick this time, they'll decide to pick themselves rather, which, oh yeah, hopefully they pick themselves rather than letting Baker Mayfield choose a coach. Um, yes. Yes. I agree with that. So 
hopefully they pick a more permanent coach, but we'll see. Um, like I said, the Redskins did snatch up Ron Vera, who I did think was the best NFL head coach on the market. Um, and Ron went ahead and immediately hired Jack Del Rio, um, who has turned around defenses bef- before. So if anything, I expect the Redskins defense to be solid in the next few years. Um, I do have serious doubts about Dwayne Haskins. Um, oh yeah. I think, I mean, I think he's okay. He's just not a franchise guy. Yeah. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say he's not, um, he hasn't had enough starts or, and hasn't had a great coach. But honestly, to me, he only has like maybe five or six games to impress me before I just put in Alex Smith back in and try and draft the uh, uh, QB the next year. Um, okay. Or, or honestly, I might be picking like a fourth or sixth round quarterback and try and kind of just put a fire under Dwayne Haskins. Okay. Um, Pat Shermer, the Giants coach, also got fired after two years. Um, I'm not sure what else he was supposed to do with what he was given in those two years. I think, yeah, but um, it's probably for the best. Um, I'm not a huge Pat Shermer fan, but I, I, I don't know. I just don't think two years was enough time to give him with how the organization was and how the team was at that time, but. Especially yeah. since it seems like he was forced to play Eli Manning until this year, and you're not winning your conference or your division with Eli Manning. Um, uh, no way, not right now. Um, so even, I, I still don't think you win it with Daniel Jones right no, now. No, I don't think so either. Um, Daniel Jones is the third best quarterback in that division. Yeah. Um, probably just ahead of Dwayne Haskins, um, cool. which I would not have believed I would have said the last year, um, but whatever. Um, Kettleman at a press conference had said when, when asked like what they were doing differently this year, he said that they had hired four computer folk. Um, uh-huh. I consider myself a computer folk. Um, <laughs> I'd probably work for the giants if they paid me enough. Um, yeah, I mean, I would. Obviously, he was talking about like analytics guys who were like gonna like crunch numbers for them. But I just tell them the the key plays, the money ball plays. Yeah, I just thought it was funny that like he was just like, yeah, we hired four computer folk. Like he like gets the IT basic guys. concept of what they do that they work with computers, but beyond that, only knows that they are supposed to be good. Yep. <laughs> so. You know, Gettleman is trying to like be like, no, don't fire me. It's not my fault. Um, we'll see how it works. Yeah. Um, uh, so Jameis Winston had a walk-off interception in overtime oh, yeah. against the Falcons to go yep. 30 for 30 on this season. 30 for 30, the ultimate ESPN fan. Yep, except for this one, unfortunately, for those who don't know, means 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions, which is not the 30 for 30 you want. Yeah, Um, first quarterback to ever do it. Yep, first quarterback, which is not the stat you want to have tied to your name. Hey, I mean, at least it's not a 10 for 30. Yes, you're right. At least it was 30 for 30 where he has more touchdowns than a lot of other quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. But for reference... Aaron Rodgers has four interceptions the last two seasons. 
Jameis Winston had four interceptions this week. Um, Jameis Winston, despite the fact that he has like half the career of Aaron Rodgers, has uh-huh. more career career interceptions than Aaron Rodgers already. It's this game was also his third game in a row with an opening drive interception. Love it. Like that's not the consistency you want to start. Bruce Arians was quoted as saying, "There's a lot of good." And there's also a lot of terrible, um, <laughs> which is how we all feel about Jameis Winston. It's like, yeah, he can clearly throw the ball, but he can also clearly throw the ball to the other team just nope. as often. Um, He's just at, throwing the ball up. He doesn't care who catches it. At, at one point, he had thrown 11 passes. Four had, gone to, had been caught by his team. Three had been caught by the other team. And then four just hadn't been caught at all. <laughs> Um, which, you know, it's just Jameis Winston and the can other quote that Bruce Arians had, um, when asked if they could win with another quarterback, he said, we can win with Winston. We can definitely win with another quarterback, which some people have been taking as like a huge, like diss on Jameis Winston. Like, well, I mean, if we can win with Jameis Winston, we can win with anybody. (laughs) But I think what he was trying to say is, if we can win with Jameis Winston, then yes, obviously we can win with a definite another quarterback if we're already winning with this quarterback. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he's saying Jameis Winston is, they could win more and more likely to win without Jameis Winston. Yeah. I, I see it as an insult, but that's okay. I, I don't think he meant it that way. I'll say that. Yeah. I have no idea what he's going to do. If I'm him, I'm definitely drafting a quarterback either way. Um, yeah. He's still probably starting him at the beginning of the next year, but who knows? Um, the Raiders actually had a crazy outside chance to go to the playoffs, um, but they needed like 10 different things to fall into place and only like seven or eight or fell. And one of those that didn't fall was them winning their last game against the Broncos. Um, so um, to end the season, they lost five of their last six games. And they were like one win away from going to the playoffs, two wins, and they were a lock to go to the playoffs. Um, but they lost. And it's not like those six games were like a rough schedule. It was like a mix of good and bad teams. Um, but I, I don't know. I just have so many mixed emotions about Derek Carr. So he, this year he had career highs in passing yards, yards per attempt and completion percentage. And he only had eight percent or eight interceptions this year, which is pretty good. But Derek Carr also just lost his 55th game as a starting quarterback. The only quarterback to lose more in their first six seasons was David Carr with 56. Well, so, <laughs> runs in the family. <laughs> yeah. What a legacy the, the cars are leaving on the NFL. Yeah. Um, so, but to kind of like look, looking forward as they move to like Nevada, don't, don't be shocked if they pull a Rams and all of a sudden they start to be good. So they have two of the top 10 rookie sack leaders. Um, Max Crosby, I believe is second and is just killer. They have the NFL rookie rushing leader and Josh Jacobs. Um, 
and Hunter Hunter Renfro is also looking really good. They probably need one more wide receiver and maybe a new quarterback. I'm not sure. Um, by the way, only one running back since 2006 has had 200 plus carries and a PFF elusive rating above 100. And that mm-hmm. that running back is Josh Jacobs. Um, huh, that's pretty cool. He had 78 broken tackles this year and 3.5 yards per carry after contact this year. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really hoping that Josh Jacobs and Baltimore inspires the Chiefs to maybe draft some more or uh, pay for some more run defense this offseason because they seem to be lacking there, and I think that would help the game. But I don't know. Um, the, the, the Raiders look like they're on the upward trajectory, but we've seen this before, and it didn't last very long. So mm-hmm. we'll see where they go next year. Um at one point this week, I felt like our Twitter was just like a Rams Twitter because I was just tweeting all about the Rams. <laughs> um, well, but I want to just spend a couple minutes and talk about the Rams because I've had to endure a lot of like crap talk this week, and I, w- I just want to set the record straight for a minute. Um, so to, to start off, I realize he has to stay this, but the GM, um, our GM, must need was asked if he regretted the Goff and Gurley contract. Um, And what he said is kind of interesting. He said, those are human beings that gave a lot to this organization and deserve to be compensated. So rather than being like, no, like we really think they're going to return on our investment or that they're really good players. It's like, no, those are human beings and they've given a lot. So they deserve money. And it's like, on one hand, I, I agree with you. But on the other hand, like, you also seem to have overpaid both of these players. Yeah. Um, and I saw somebody, the athletic wrote about it and he said, either you need to go back to where Todd Gurley is a centerpiece of your offense or you need to get rid of him because if he's not a centerpiece of your offense, he's not worth the amount of money you're paying him, which I kind of agree with. Um, I thought at some points this, this year he looked that good. Um, but it definitely was only a couple games. Um, PFF ranked our offensive line 31st in the league. Mm-hmm. We gave up the least sacks at only 31 sacks. That's pretty good. And I mean, against good defenses too. Yeah. And, like, and it's not like it was a light schedule. And just in case you're wondering, strip sacks are still considered sacks. So it's yeah. not like the, the, the amount of times Jared Goff was strip sacked made that number better. Um, Troy Hill also has the second lowest completion percentage allowed behind Denzel Ward at 45.1. Him going out against the 49ers was huge. Um, They targeted, I I think it was Williams who replaced him. They targeted that guy so much in the second half. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was a huge reason I thought they were able to convert on third and 16 a couple times. Um, the, well, and that just Taylor Rapp blue coverage, um, plain and simple. Taylor Rapp has been playing very good this year. He's also a rookie and is prone to making mistakes. And unfortunately, he made a mistake that may have lost us our chance to go to the playoffs. But, you know, it happens. Yep. Um, it should also be said if we hit one 44 yard chip shot field goal and beats the Seahawks in week five, we're in the playoffs next week. 
mm-hmm. if we were able to beat either the Cowboys and the 49ers, assuming that the Vikings still lost to Chicago, which doesn't seem likely. So more likely if we were able to beat the Cowboys and the 49ers, we would have been able to go in. Um, but at the end of the day, ifs don't matter, wins do, and we weren't able to win. So I would have killed for a nine-win season a couple years ago. Yeah, like, that's true. Like, like, I just wanted a winning season. Um, so, yes, we did struggle at points during the season, but I think we had a bunch of issues at offensive line. We have a young quarterback who has a lot of pressure and struggles with pressure. And we mm-hmm. had a lot of big injuries on defense. Fortunately, Aaron Donald has been able to stay healthy, but we've had some like a rotating secondary for the last year. Mm-hmm. So I'm really hopeful yep. about next year. I'm really optimistic about next year. And like I have this feeling we'll be in the playoffs next year. Okay. Um, I didn't realize how many people – hated the Rams and were like ready to celebrate them losing <laughs> until we lost to the the 49ers and were knocked out of contention. Like all yeah. of a sudden they're like on my feet. Everybody was like, so excited about it. I was like, okay, first we lost to the, the number one seed in the NFC and probably the best NFC team by three points where our starting quarterback corner back went out and, uh, mm-hmm. Like we were highly competitive in that game. It's not like we lost to the best team in the league or in the conference. Sorry. Um, but all of a sudden, also the NFC West has four more wins than any other division. Like the NFC West went 38, 25 and one. The second place is NFC, the NFC North with 34 wins, 29 losses and one tie. Like, yeah, that's four less losses. That's that's a good good group. Yeah, that's for sure. Which tough, like, tough division to to well, get to uh, nine wins. Yeah, yep. So I'm I'm optimistic about the Rams. I think people are overreacting to the Rams not going to the playoffs this year. Like, it's not like like the Chicago Bears dropped off very hard this season. Uh huh. And I don't see any reason to be optimistic about next year when they just announced that they're committing to Matt, or Mitch Trubisky being their starting quarterback for 2020. Like, if if they don't draft a quarterback, the Bears are going to... They're not going to be competitive with Mitch Trubisky. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter who they draft. So, I don't know. I'm optimistic about the Rams. We'll see. Um AB has been in the news the past few weeks, and I don't necessarily want to talk about it, but I'm going to anyways. Um, so the Saints brought him into their facilities to give him a tryout, um, but the NFL made it clear that if a team were, were to pick up AB, he'd be on the NFL exempt list until their investigation ended, and that likely isn't happening before the Super Bowl, so like wouldn't it have mattered for this year um and the backlash they would have gotten probably wasn't worth it all they were doing is like trying him out like seeing like where he was still at like i don't know like i think it was much made much bigger deal than it really was um but i think if he is cleared in this investigation like the next day he's gonna have offers so Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then I had to read this tweet. He, he tweeted like seven or eight times. But after reading it seven or eight times, I was able to decipher that he was he was talking on Juju because um, Schuster oh, yeah. only had just like over 500 yards. Well, yeah. You have zero yards this year. You no, cannot... he has like 54 yards. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. He has 50. But, yeah. Like you can't talk. Like did you have to deal with a rookie quarterback and some guy from Samford this year? Yeah. I don't know. Like their it whole team regressed dumb. this year. So, but yeah, it was just pretty dumb and he is making a clown of himself and really making people think twice about picking him up. Yep. But he will be anyways cuz he's really really good. Um but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with its case. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but yeah. But anyways, that's that's all I got this week. Um, so yeah, yeah. Ha- ha- happy New Year, y'all! Uh, thanks for listening. Um, peace. Peace.